Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Emily Segrist, who is running for the 24th District State Assembly seat in Wisconsin. Now, you may have noticed that this episode is not coming out on the regular Tuesday morning day slash time. And I'm okay with that. You know why? Because sometimes we have to give ourselves space. This all came up during my conversation with Emily. I asked her, like I do many of my guests, how do you get it all done? I was, selfishly, hoping for some time management tips because Lord knows that I need all the help I can get. But Emily took my question and really gave a meaningful response about being okay with taking time for yourself. So I took some needed time for myself this week and the pot is coming out late. And it's not the end of the world and I'm okay with it. Are you or a friend running for office? Are you struggling with learning how to use Van to keep track of your conversations with voters? Do you need a map of your district with precinct information? Good news. DataDiva.net is the answer to all of your data needs. DataDiva.net is designed to help candidates, especially new ones, navigate the data needed to run a modern grassroots campaign. Talking to voters won't help if you can't get them to the polls on election day. Services include easy-to-follow webinars, tech support, van administration, map creation, and skills training. The Data Diva has been teaching for over 20 years, working on Democratic campaigns for 14 and in data for eight. She's managed VAN in five states and on two continents for Democratic campaigns, unions, and progressive organizations, teaching hundreds of people how to use VAN to keep track of voters and volunteers. And datadiva.net offers discounts for local campaigns and candidates from underrepresented groups. Visit datadiva.net for more information and like her on Facebook for free campaign tips. Datadiva.net, big help with big data. So you seem ridiculously athletic. And I say that not knowing anything about you, except looking at your Facebook and Twitter timelines, is you're collecting signatures on like a racing bike. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> yes, that's what I did yesterday. Um, a couple of things, like I, I enjoy being athletic. I enjoy doing sports. Um, I'm actually right now, I have a race next weekend and I have a race every month um, and some longer races like I have a half Ironman in July so by running a campaign um, I've also taken this opportunity to try to get some training in while on my bike it's not a lot but yesterday I I was out for two and a half hours on my bike trying to get signatures to get on the ballot so trying to incorporate both you know my my sports my love for sports and also being environmentally friendly like it's really hard driving house to house with a car and like kind of letting it idle. So it's kind of wasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, so this allows me to kind of get the best of everything. That's super smart. Now, how are you resisting the urge to use really terrible puns about like running a race and running yeah. a race? <laughs> right. I know because people are like what do you mean you're running a race like your campaign it's like yeah (laughs) both I'm running literally and figuratively (laughs) (laughs) yes yes I'm doing both (laughs) is that odd maybe it is I don't know (laughs) (laughs) okay clearly our conversation is going to be fantastic so let's go ahead and get you introduced 
So who are you and for what are you running? My name is Emily Segrist and I'm running for state assembly uh, in the 24th district in Wisconsin, which this includes Glendale, River Hills, Mequon, Brown Deer, Germantown, and Menominee Falls. And what part of the state is that? Uh, so is I'm that kind of like north, north or... yeah, north of Milwaukee and west. Okay. So why did you decide to run? That is a great question. Um, so I always thought I was doing enough by voting. And after the election of 2016, which we all remember, um, mm-hmm. I was dropped up my daughter off of school and I was pregnant with my son. I was about eight and a half months pregnant and I had to run an errand. And I remember parking my car and listening to WPR and thinking, what just happened here? Like, who did we elect to be our next president? Um, I didn't, I don't see him as a good role model for my son. And, you know, what kind of precedence am I setting for my daughter? And that's really when I was thought, I thought, okay, I need to be a little more proactive. And that's, it's been kind of a journey ever since the last 18 months really has been a journey. And so I started learning who my representatives were and calling them about issues that were important to me and really realized that we didn't share the same values. So at this point, I, I was accepted to Emerge Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard of the program. It's, it's a training for Democratic women. Mm-hmm. And I got accepted and did that training in the fall of 2017. And um, after that, the opportunity came to run for this position. And my state representative, he, um, he's been unopposed the last two cycles. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do this. Um, so I talked it over with my husband and really felt like this was the opportunity to do it. You know, now seems like the time to run. I've never ran for anything, but for some reason I was like, well, this is, this is my next step. What's your day job? My day job, so I'm a nurse practitioner. Right now, I'm teaching nursing students at MSOE. I, I'm okay. a clinical. I'm a clinical instructor. Have you always been political? Like, what got you this bug in your ear? Uh, I haven't. No, I just realized that <clears throat> I need to just know more. Like, if I was going to stand up for something or felt strongly about an issue, I felt like I needed to know what I'm talking about. And so I learned about the issues, public education. Um, what Scott Walker has done to our state. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned about the environment and would contact my representatives. I really realized that they weren't going to stand up for what was right. And so that's when I really thought, okay, well, um, if I don't agree with them, what should I do about it? She just said hi. Okay. It's kind of like voting. You know, people get upset with who was elected, and it's like, well, if you don't take the opportunity to vote then Mm -hmm. we can't really complain about it. And I kind of felt the same way. Like, if I'm really upset about how my representatives are voting, then I need to understand how to be more proactive, whether that was supporting someone's campaign that was running against one of my representatives financially or volunteering. But then eventually it was like, well, I'm going to run against this person because no one has stepped up to run against him. And one of the reasons is because we have a really gerrymandered state. And so it's really hard for people to run against a lot of incumbents because of the gerrymandering. What has the process of running for office been like for you so far? 
Well, what a great question. Um, well, it's kind of like running a race. Like you get this training plan and you're supposed to follow it like week by week and it's supposed to prepare you for this one day. Um, I did an Ironman in 2010 and um, it's a it's a triathlon and it's a race. It's 140.6 miles and it took me 14 hours and 14 minutes to finish. And um, I trained for about 11 months for this race. <clears throat> and it's really the training that prepares you for this one day. And I've kind of looked at this campaign as a race because it's, I mean, it is a race, but, you know, every day I'm like, okay, what could I improve on? How could I be more efficient? And I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, I've done some things well. And I think the only thing is, you know, when November 6th comes, I'm going to look back and think, well, I did everything I could do. And yeah, I made some mistakes, but I gave it my all and I'll finish it with my head high. What kind of obstacles have you faced? Oh, obstacles. Um, I think a hard thing for running a campaign, especially someone who's never done this, is the fundraising. Um, man, it's just, it's so like, it's really stressful to have to fundraise. I mean, that's probably one of the things I think about every day um, is how am I going to raise, you know, this certain amount of money? And if I don't, you know, is it really going to affect my race? Like, will I lose because of that? Um, but I also think that voter contact is vitally important. Like, maybe that's really what's going to help me win the race and not raising, you know, $50,000 to win. Mm -hmm. Um and so I've tried to, being a novice, it's kind of nice. Like, it's kind of nice not knowing some expectations and what you should do and what you shouldn't do because you can kind of go in and just be like, I'm going to run a race, and <clears throat> if it's not what was status quo, well, that's okay because 2018 is really shaping up to be not a status quo year. And so mm -hmm. I think this is the opportunity for people who never thought of themselves as politically active, and they're like, I really have nothing to lose. So... I'll do what I can and hopefully it's enough. And if it's not, at least maybe I'm paving the way for the next person to do this. Are you going to have a primary? As of yet, no. I don't okay. think anyone's going to jump in the race. Is your district both Democrat and Republican? Is it mostly Republican or mostly Democrat? So Menominee Falls and Germantown is pretty red. Mm -hmm. um, Glendale and Brown Deer are pretty blue. Um, River Hills is purple and Mequon is kind of purple. So it's going to be depend who comes out to vote. Germantown's the largest part of my district, has the most people. I think it's like 24,000 people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's going to be a tough area. It's winnable. I have a winnable district. Um, we had a huge, I don't know if you know, we had in Wisconsin, we had a Supreme Court race on April 3rd mm -hmm. and um, it was against Rebecca Dallet and Mike Shrenick. Rebecca did, I, I think she did well in my district. It was like a 47.8 to 52.2. Um, and so that for me, that means like I do have a chance to win this district. I just have to put in the time to knock every door possible to get my name out there. Are you like focusing on voter turnout or anything? Do you have a plan to get people actually at the polls? I'm sure I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I have I have some people helping me with my, my campaign. Um, 
some consultants just to kind of help me through some of the logistics that I have no idea what I'm doing. I had a lot of friends who ran in the spring election. And I know their last two weeks of the was a hard push to get out to the vote. Um, we did a lot of postcards for people for like Rebecca Dallas race. And a lot of people liked the postcards. It reminded them, you know, it's people who were just were like, I really believe in her. Please get out to vote on April 3rd. Um, and so I plan to do that <clears throat> for my district. And I plan to, you know, send mailers out throughout the summer, but then in the fall really hammer it out. I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's super smart that you're like using things that you saw that worked on other campaigns for your own campaign. Thank you. Hopefully it works. <laughs> so how can people get involved if they if they're like interested and want to help you win this race? Yeah. Um, so my website is Emily Segrist for WI.com. And there's a sign up sheet. Um, that you can put your email in. I'm also on Facebook. It's Emily Secrets for Wisconsin. And I'm on Twitter as well. And, um, you know, I've had people who've emailed me, who've private messaged me um, and Twitter just saying like, hey, we really appreciate you running. Uh, good luck. And, you know, they just like seeing someone who has a family doing it. You know, I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old and it's possible. How do you manage just everything you're doing? So you're you're running this race, you're working, you've got a family, you're also trying to actually like run a, an actual race. Me personally, I'm terrible with time management. So just doing two of all of those things sounds like a nightmare for me. There are days where <clears throat> it is really hard. And I think the thing... I'm going to say this before I kind of move on, but the mm -hmm. hardest thing that I've, I've noticed um, is people's judgment to me. Um, I get a lot of like, well, don't forget about your kids and you should mm -hmm. be raising yeah. your family. And I always think like, would you say that to a man? You know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't question why a male would be running. Um, and so that has probably been the most frustrating thing is – I want to break that. Like, that stigma's got to go. If mm -hmm. a woman wants to run and she has a family, she'll figure it out. Just like a man has a family. I mean, he'll, he, they figure it out, right? I have a great partner. Um, my husband is really supportive and he's a, he's a great husband. He's a great father. Um, we work well as a team. I couldn't do this, obviously, without him, with my kids being so young. And like you said, it is time management. There are times, though, where I should be grading papers or I should be making a meal. And instead, I'm like, well, I'm taking a break. And yeah. I'm, I'm just going to sit and enjoy the quiet and I'll get back to it when I can. And I think that's the most important thing is understanding. I couldn't have done this when I was younger. I've learned a lot, <clears throat> you know, with my kids and trying to prioritize and so you know I just listen to myself like if I feel a little burned out because it happens I mean I think it happens to all of us like we get burned out it's okay to just be like I'm not going to call people tonight and ask for money like I'm just not I'm just going to have to 
take a night off and I'll get back at it in the morning. Um, I'm going to sit and watch TV with my kids and go to bed at eight and, and feel okay with it. Like I'm not going to guilt myself because I didn't do it. That's so smart. You know, as women, we just want to be able to do everything all Mm -hmm. the time. And frequently the thing that gets left off is that sitting and relaxing and quiet time. Exactly. And we, we shouldn't feel badly about that. You know, like, I think that's just Americans. And that's just like, the culture we grow up with is that we should be always doing something and we have to be successful. And it's like, well, we are successful individuals. And just because I take two hours to myself, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing ever. So what are some of the big issues that people in your district are most concerned about? Great question. So, um, Healthcare is a big thing. I think that's going to stay on the table, which is good because I've spent 15 years almost in the medical field. So it's it's mm-hmm. an advantage for me. So healthcare is important, just affordability, accessibility. Education is also important. We, Like I said, we've, we've really gutted out our schools and it's really starting to show now. And so people are really um, are worried about what's going on in the public schools and also at our university level. And then the environment, we have this, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Foxconn, but it's this company that's gonna be coming into the uh, Southern state. And it's really asked for a lot of deregulations from the environment, uh, taking water from Lake Michigan. They've even talked about deregulating some of the air laws mm-hmm. that we have. Um, they wanna fill wetlands and it kind of goes on and on. And so. For a lot of people, it's really worrisome. Just And also the land that it's going to use, uh, they're trying to get people out of their homes and Racine. Foxconn, but also environmental issues are huge. And I, I think down, down is also local control. There's some issues, but I feel like that's not one of the top that I keep hearing. And then guns, of course. I should That was the fourth thing. We've had a lot of shootings, and I think this past week we also had a scare even in, in Milwaukee um, at one of the high schools. And, you know, how are we going to address this issue? Because it's locally, it's nationally, and our representatives aren't bringing it to the table. Um, and so people want something there. They want people who aren't going to be scared mm-hmm. to push legislation. So, Have you seen a shift in the attitude or just like the, the overall feeling about gun control and gun re- regulation more recently, or is that something that's still kind of staying the same? I think it's, I think it's becoming a bigger issue. I had a meet and greet a couple months ago, and I had a mom that came, and she has three children in the public schools, and she, she comes up to me and she goes, "I've, I've never been to a meet and greet. I've never been politically active in my life. This is so out of the norm for me, but I'm really concerned about what we're doing about guns." And I said, you and me both, I've never ran in a political race and I've never had a meet and greet um, to meet strangers to see if they would support me while I run a race. So we're in the same boat. But, you know, it just shows that people are stepping up who never have done anything like this before because they're really concerned. And um, about a month and a half ago, our state did push universal background checks and it came to a vote and it was voted down. And I think that's really important for people to know that we did have an opportunity to at least 
start with universal background checks, but our representatives, my representative, voted no on it. And here in Wisconsin, 80% of gun owners believe that we should have background checks. That's pretty significant. Yeah, that's huge. So I'm for, I am for the Second Amendment, but I think there's a lot of things we can do better. We need to do better. All right. What is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office? Do it. I mean, what do you have to lose besides really losing? But like in the overall general picture, if you feel that strongly that your representative isn't really, or you could do something better, or you have more ideas and they're not being heard. My eMERGE group, we had this past spring, 14 women ran in the spring election and 12 women won. Wow. Yeah, 12, one out of 14. And one of my good friends, Alexandra, she ran for town board in Sheboygan and her and I had never been politically active. We actually met at a town hall and I convinced her to also do the eMERGE training with me. And she's like, I'm gonna run for town board. I was like, yeah, you should do it. And so she did and she ran a great race, a smart race, and she beat a 23 year incumbent for her first time. She has two young kids. Impressive. Yeah, she has two young kids. They're the same age as mine, like three and one. Mm -hmm. And she works as a, she's a professor at a college and she's like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, you should. And so she ran a hard race. She knocked like 800 some doors herself. And there is a sacrifice. I I guess I'm not going to paint this picture that it's like super easy. It's not. It's really hard to run a campaign. But the goal is that it can be done. We need more women. I mean, it's just we're underrepresented. And I think we need women who are all walks of life, like who are mothers, who are teachers, who are whatever they are, like we have ideas and they need to be heard. And so if you're really considering running, reach out to someone that has already ran or is a representative or reach out to me. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I've had a good time and I'm excited to see how the next six or seven months goes. Uh, I hope it goes in my direction and I win, but you know, if I, if I don't win, I'm okay. Like I, I, I've really had fun. Well, good. So in like six months, I'm going to tweet at you yeah, and ask, what is more painful, training for an Ironman or running for office? So yeah, that's a good one. Be prepared for that. <laughs> that's legit. That's a good question. I don't e- I won't even know. I'll be like, they're both hard. That's a good question. And that's it for today. Thanks to Emily Segrist for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at emilysegrist4wi.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-S-I-E-G-R-I-S-T-F-O-R-W-I.com. She's also on Facebook at Emily Segrist for Wisconsin. And on Twitter, you can find her at at Segrist, the number four, W-I. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And don't forget to check out datadiva.net and let her know that you're a friend of the pod. That's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.